You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTAP fans, it's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Bradas and Sal Montes. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Wind Supply El Paso. Locate your nearest champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com. And Keats Southwest. Leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube and Go Studios with your hosts, Adrian Broadus and Sal Montez. All right, let's do it. It's Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Hottie at the agency. Got the hiccups right before we got on air. This is ridiculous. Uh, UTEP, def- uh, uh, they lost tonight. It, it was a heartbreak. A heartbreaking loss. UAB defeated UTEP 69-66. Sal Montes, Jason Williams in studio today. Sal, it was a tough one for the Miners. And, you know, they just they need one of these home games. They, they need to win at home yeah. in front of their crowd. 6,100 fans was an excellent crowd tonight. And, Sal, they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, and uh, I, I think the most uh, frustrating part is that you know this team is capable of it. And uh, they've done it on the road against Louisiana Tech. And uh, they, they've also fought back against the... Uh, Old Dominion team where it's very hard to win over there and uh, really what the fans want next is to see that you know in person you know in front yeah. of their face and yep. uh, I mean they still have a couple chances uh, I mean Rice is a good team uh, but of course uh, the, the eyes are on the prize uh, for the final game of the regular season against North Texas I think that's the one that people are really looking forward to so they'll have another crack up but the fact of the matter is they can compete they just got to bring it home. No doubt about it. They have proved time and time again that they can compete with the best of the best in this conference. This is going to be a rough start. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, everybody out there. Um, uh, Jason Williams, you haven't been here in a while. Glad that you're back in the Lube and Go studios. This was an interesting one, Jason, because because the Miners are going up against one of the best teams in all of conference. You say, I know, Sal, this is ridiculous. 880-5763 is our telephone number. Jason the minor, Miners just couldn't get it done. I mean, they, they had a chance. This game was in the balance, 50-50 game, and just could not get it done when it was uh, when it was all set, said and done. Yeah, I think, you know, um, the game, it was a great game. You know, um, they was going back and forth, and, and Miners, they turned it up the last six minutes defensively. And then um, we just couldn't close the game out at the end. You know, a um, couple missed shots. I think we could have had some better um, offensive shots at the end or better plays, but, you know, it happens, you know, and – we gave them a foul, and, you know, he hit the free throw. So that's game right there. You know, it's tough because the Miners had an opportunity with uh, having, a, having a chance to actually, you know, go ahead. They were down one. It was, I, I believe it was uh, 67-66, mm-hmm. and uh, Keontae Kennedy attempted a three-pointer at the top of the key, and he had a great game. I mean, 10 points off the bench bench he hadn't played since uh, late December and Keontae Kennedy just comes right back he's guarding the best defense the best player on both sides in Jordan Walker and man I mean Jordan Walker first team all conference you don't have to ask me twice about him uh seven assists in this game he had three rebounds he also totaled 22 points I just really really liked uh what I saw from uh you know uh, the likes of Jordan Walker from UAB a 
tremendous guard. And the bottom line for for this game is it, this one came down to the very end. I mean, Keontae could not make that that three-point shot that came his way. Uh, Joe Golding dialed up that play to Alfred Hollins, and his three-pointer just did not fall to tie the game up at 69. And it, it was just really tough to just see. Uh, <laughs> to see. Sal Month is over here helping me out with the hiccups, man. This, guy, this guy's a real MVP. I think he's just telling me to chug some ice water or something like that. So I appreciate Sal <laughs> helping me out over here. Um UAB, I digress. UAB just <laughs> is such a good team. They're, they're one of the best teams in Conference USA. There's a reason why they're the second best team in this league, Sal. And uh, I look at this group as uh, a team that could actually go to the NCAA tournament when it's all said and done. Yeah, this is one of the teams that uh, gets hot at the right time, year in and year out. You know, I, I mean, we talk about uh, UAB this year, but throughout the years, you know, they've been, they've been some of the best uh, that Conference USA has to offer, dating all the way back to. Robert Vaden. I know guys remember that name. So this team, uh, you know, they, they similar to UTEP, you know, in the way that um, I just want to give a perspective. Similar to how UTEP um, loves Don Haskins and it's the Don Haskins Center. We can't forget about Gene Bartow and Bartow Arena. You know, that's the culture that they have over there. So this is what they expect. And I mean, if people are expecting UAV to kind of you know, take a step back. Uh, they're, they're in for a rude awakening. They they want to make noise. I get it. The rebounding margin was not good tonight. UAB tonight with 42. The Miners with just 25. That's something, Jason, that UTEP ha- has to get better at when it comes to the rest of the season. I mean, I know we're here at the final stretch, but uh, that was one of the big keys in this one, in this, in this loss. They just could not win the rebounding margin, and they allowed too many second-chance points. Yes, I totally agree. You know, um, I think all season uh, – we kind of had that problem with offensive rebounding. And as you see, if you look at the stats tonight, it, it really killed the team. You know, um, we created 17 turnovers, but they got 14 offensive rebounds. So that means just three turnovers now. And it's it's just tough. It's just tough when you can create 17 turnovers, but you give up 14 rebounds. And we still and they still take two more shots with 17 rebounds, 17 turnovers. I'm sorry. So we definitely have to rebound going forward. And I think if we could fix that problem, I think we could have had a, a, a better game tonight. We would have won. Yeah, the, just the, the boxing out. We we would have won. The for, the forced turnovers were great by the miners. Sal, the defense yeah. for UTEP was strong tonight. No, it definitely was, and as uh, as Jason was mentioning earlier, you know, defending is it's more than just uh, you know playing good defense and having the opponent miss a shot. If they get the ball back, you know, I, I don't want to say it's wasted effort, but what was that really for? If they get the ball back and then they put it back in the hoop, and you know, a fraction of the time that it took for them to even get the original shot up. So, throughout the season, they've had some uh, they've had some trouble really closing those defensive. Uh, series out and uh, getting back on the offense you know we've seen teams pretty much dribble the clock down or, or dribble the ball and, and bleed that clock out and the next thing you know it's reset because it hits the rim and they get the ball back so that's something they definitely got to continue to work on Eight eight zero five seven six three. our telephone numbers we get st- started here on the show 600 espn el paso on twitter uab defeats utep 69 66 if you'd like to talk about it now is the time to do it Let's also talk a little bit about Sule Boom. 26 points, 8 of 12 shooting. He had two assists, two turnovers, 33 minutes. Jason, how would you assess Sule Boom's performance after this one? I thought he had a pretty sharp game. I thought he was keeping the Miners in this one. Uh, Out of the second half, I did not like how UTEP played one 
bit, uh, and I felt like uh, Sule Boom's uh, playmaking kept UTEP in this game. Yeah, I definitely think um, tonight he played really great. Um, he made his shots. You know, he kept the, the team alive in the game. Um, he's a really good player. You know, um, he can score with the best of them, and, and I think that's a great thing for the team. So he's one of the guys he's going to always keep the team in there because he's he, he don't have no conscience. He's going to keep shooting. And tonight, if he play like that, you know, uh, maybe he should get some more shots, right? You know, oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe, I mean, he's he a high took volume. He threes, right? Right, yeah, he's a high <laughs> high volume scorer, and he only had 12 attempts in this yes, one. Yes, yes. It's one of them nights where you'd be like, you know, when a guy like that gets hot, you know, maybe he could have had a couple more shots. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you completely on that one, man. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number. UAB beats UTEP sixty nine sixty six. And I just go back to something Joe Golding said. You know, they they need one of these big home wins. The crowd was great tonight, Jason, and uh, it's just tough that UTEP could not pull this one off. I know UTEP fans are generally positive about them competing in this game, but at the same time, you just want to get one of these big wins. That'll take you to that next next level. That's what kind of shows you that you're up there, up for that challenge, and you could play with the best of the best in this league. Yeah, I agree, and I think um, tonight with the win, it would have really gave the team even more confidence going into the next game, and even maybe you know finishing the season off the right way with tonight's win. But sure. Hey, they still can bounce back. The, the good thing about basketball... March is a new season. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, could, I'm with you on that. next two games, I just try to fix all the bad habits and get ready for March and, and, and win out. I'm with you on that one, man. Uh, 8805763, let's go to Rob, who's joining us on the phone lines. What's up, Rob? How's it going, man? Good, good. I was uh, I was there tonight. It was a very good game. Um, great, great crowd, great, right? Great crowd. Definitely a great crowd. It was exciting, but... Um, no, I was just proud of the guys. You know, they played really well. Um, I just I just think the only difference between UTEP and UAB is is they knew when they knew when it was crunch time they were gonna knock down shots and we 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 really couldn't. Um, I just feel like they 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 did it and we couldn't and, and we like we didn't have an answer for that guy that was like that um that guard. I I, I, I don't yeah, know. Jordan name, Walker. Jordan Walker, yep. yeah. Is it is that the is that the guy that was like five five? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they couldn't stay in front of that guy, and he just created a lot of problems for us. Um, but I like man, the hustle for the miners was so amazing. And like my favorite part of the whole game is I was I was sitting opposite of the the Utah bench, and man, I haven't seen a player play as hard as Solly did tonight in a really long time. As like, who? Solly Boom. Got you, got you. Yeah, man, that guy was diving on loose balls. He was knocking down shots. He was, you know, you you would see him. He was he was trying to he was trying to attack the passing lanes. Like like he was playing so hard on both ends. And I'd like, I like I I I don't know. Like I just really enjoyed watching him play tonight. He was awesome. And I just hope they tidied some things up. And, and you know, I saw that game. <clears throat> I saw that game a couple of weeks ago when we went to North Texas, and I—they don't—they don't scare me any more than UAB. I, I feel like if, if UTEP plays like they did tonight, they could—they could probably beat them, you know. And that just gives me confidence in the tournament because, like, like big picture, like I'm thinking of the big picture. And if Joe Golding wins one conference game, 
with UTEP, he already did better than Terry did the last three years, if you really think about it. All it takes is you got to win one. Because the last guy didn't win any. Just win one Very game. Very true. Play as hard as you can, and you're already better than the last guy with the same roster. Well, like almost 80% of the same roster, but yeah, you know what Shout I'm out your that. passenger for, for correcting you there. <laughs> oh, my, dad, I, my, my, my dad, my dad, Jerry, he's a comic artist. Oh, hey, hey, shout out Jerry. Hey, shout out Jerry on a mobile. Hey. We get Rob and hey, Jerry on a mobile? Oh, no way. That's cool. What are you doing, Adrian? It's awesome. You guys are you guys are great. I love this tag team duo of That's Jerry awesome. on a mobile and Rob calling from the on the way home. You guys are the best. I appreciate the phone call. You guys take care. Have a great night. Let's go to Ronnie real quick. Then we'll get to Joe Rod. 8805763 our t- telephone number as we get going. Uh, I apologize to everybody. I've got some hiccups. I had it earlier today. Uh, and UAB again defeated UTEP 69-66. We got Jason Williams. We, we got Sal Montes in the studios today. We're talking UTEP hoops. Ronnie, what's going on, my man? How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. about you? I'm uh, I'm trying to hang in here. I'm trying to hang in. Not trying to talk as much as uh, as all these other guys here. <laughs> I understand that. I understand that. Um, you know, man, uh, it's been, this has been a successful year for the Miners. Even if they don't win a single game for the rest of the season, it's been a very successful year for them. There's a lot of positives to build off of. There's a lot of good things we saw. Um, but still kind of brings me back to, to, to when I was calling in in, in in November, man. Like, I just don't like... And I, and I get why it's happened because of, because, you know, the right team things. But I just don't like when the enemy takes 15 shots as a point guard when he's only hit four. Like, I just feel like as a point guard, you have a feel for the game and you kind of know when it's not your night. And maybe you see, this is, this is probably the best game I've ever seen Boom play. I mean, he's efficient. He didn't force anything. Like, he looked really good, right? So you could, you could give him some more love. You could give Holland some love. You could do some other things. I just feel like when he's really in that press, press mode, it takes away from his point guard. Uh, duties or responsibilities, um, and Golding being a defensive coach first, he's never gonna you know tell a guy don't do this or don't turn off. Like, that's just not what he thinks about first and foremost. The guy's defending, that's what he cares. But you know, BMW's played Oklahoma. He's played for Lon Kruger. He's you know he's started every game since he's going to minors. He 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 has to know it. You know, at this point in his career, what is he twenty one, twenty two? He knows, right? Yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows. Okay, hey, look, man, I'm I'm not getting quality looks, or it's just not my night. Let me. You know, get up off it a little bit more. Let me try to focus on Jordan Walker and some different things. It almost felt like he was trying to go shot for shot with Jordan Walker. It's like, man, I, I watched Jordan Walker since the days when he was in Jersey coming out of school from St. Patrick's School. Like, that's what he does. That's what he is. Yeah, don't it's a first-team all-conference player right there. Yeah, don't try to play his game. Just be who you are. You know what I mean? And I just felt like if the minors could, could find that right balance of defense to offense and remember that it all starts and ends with defense first, that they'd be okay, but, you know, I still don't um, trust that on teams that are above 500 that the Miners will find a way to get the win. Uh, what is it now, Sal? They've got, what, two wins against teams that are above 500? I think it's, it's more than three. Uh, it's it's probably number. about three. I'll have to take a look because yeah, they did get La Tech. They got a FAU, and they also got a Rice. So, okay, so but but yeah. that's about it, though. Yeah, pretty, pretty pretty low number for, you know, you look at their 16 wins. I still don't trust them in, in games that teams that uh, – have played well, but it's not that I don't trust because I don't trust Goldie. I just think that you know, kids gotta gotta keep growing, man. And sometimes you don't need yeah, your coach they're just to tell not you. there yet. Yeah, sometimes you need your coach to tell you every every little thing. Right, like, you don't need your mom and dad to tell you every little thing. You leave the house, you just gotta make the right decision when you're out of their sight. And that's the same thing with with this UTEP team. I would compare this UTEP team to that 19 year old goes on the college for the first time and has to decide: can he stay up late playing beer pong, or should he go to sleep and study and 
go to class at 8 a.m. the next morning. Or day. So I was, that's why I was preparing to shoot that too. That's great. Hey, Ronnie, great stuff, man. Really appreciate the phone call. Check out Chalk and Churn on on Twitter. Uh, Ronnie, we really appreciate it. Does UTEP go one and two, one and one next week, or what, what do they go ne- next week? What do you think? Uh, they'll they'll beat Rice. They'll beat Rice. Uh, I don't think they'll beat North Texas. I just think okay. McCall's one is the standard in this league, and I think everybody's chasing him. And um, I just don't like that matchup for them. You know, what I, mean? I just do not like that matchup for them. Um, so yeah, I got them going one and one, and they should have a fair favorable draw in a tournament so they can they can win uh probably that first round matchup that they're playing um but uh, like i said either way man it's been a successful season for the myers i think we all agree on that I think okay that. i think we do too ronnie i appreciate the phone call man jason really quick before we get to jo- joe rod i want to get your take on jamal Bienemy. what do you think of him tonight because you you had some interesting thoughts on utep's point guard what jason what do you think of jamal Bienemy? um you know like like he just said i just think as a point guard um you know he, he took 15 shots tonight and he has to know when he's off to uh, maybe get boom more shots because he was the guy who had the hot hand tonight. You know, sometimes as a point guard, you have to know who who has the hot hand and who don't. You know, um, even though he's a scoring point guard, you know, we still want him to be aggressive. But at the same time, you know, like he said, he's been here a while and he's been a point guard a while. So eventually he has to start transitioning to actually controlling the team towards the end of the game. And I think that's what's going to be key for the minors is – controlling the, the the game and the, who has the ball in their hand like Jordan had at the end of the game it's nobody else with the ball it's either he's going to make the shot or he's going to create the shot for somebody else and for the minors we just don't have nobody right now creating for other people but we have great offensive players it's tough that Sule Boom didn't get a uh, final shot attempt right Sal? Yeah, definitely, because this is a guy who uh, hit a big three, you know, down the stretch. Uh, also, shout out to Keontae Kennedy uh, catching fire, uh, you know, late in the game. But uh, Sule Boom is the guy. I think we can agree that he is the best offensive player, and he's really showcased it, um, you know, these last five or six games or so because we know he's been a volume shooter, a guy who's going to put up a large number of shots. But throughout the stretch of these last, you know, four or five games or so, uh, maybe six, I, I don't know, but he's been on fire throughout this stretch, and it's been really efficient. If he's not five he's right below uh but this guy you know you know a couple months ago we're talking about a three for 15 you know four yeah. for 18 game this guy's eight for 12 tonight and four for five uh from beyond the arc and really uh one of his best points is the free throw line you know uh 60 percent uh tonight at six for 10 so kind of lacked a little bit there but what i like about sule uh so far though adriate is that we know his offensive game but on defense he's all over the place he's putting his hands in guys face he's closing in correctly disrupting passes passing lanes as um you know as the guys mentioned earlier so i think he's really really uh taking on this captain role for the miners yeah he really is this is his team let's go back to the phones right now let's go to joe rod he's going to break down the post game interview joe what's going on man what did everybody say today after the game well uh to begin with agent thanks for having me on uh yeah no uh, today for starters uh coach golding uh the first thing he acknowledged obviously after getting uh acknowledging uh you know the effort from the UAB Blazers is uh, one of the first things that jumped out to my attention. Is um, he? He was the first one to acknowledge that um, down the stretch, uh, the team just uh, failed to execute, and that it was on him that uh, the communication wasn't there, and it's just something that they have to improve on. And he was completely accountable uh, for those final three uh, possessions of uh, of the game that, of course, everybody's talking about. 
or I'm sure everybody's gonna is gonna want to talk about. Uh, but you know, he he went on to say that um, you know, as far as the, the you know, there was a lot of positives tonight, um, and and he also acknowledged that um, you know, UTEP needs to win a big game at home. Uh, it's something that they haven't done this season, and he's completely wrong on that. Some of the biggest, most memorable victories this year, ironically enough, have been on the road. So um, obviously the opportunity to present itself here, especially in the last game of the regular season at home against North Texas. Um, as far as uh, what uh, Golding said, uh, I asked him about the statistic that jumped out at us, Adrian, in the first half where uh, the Miners, or excuse me, the Blazers, turned the ball over at nine times in under two minutes uh, and, and only got six points off of those uh, those turnovers. Yeah. So he was quick. He was quick to acknowledge, Adrian, that the turnovers didn't come out come on runouts. They were uh, on traveling calls or on out of bounds, so they couldn't get into the transition quick enough to try and and benefit to the fullest extent of that. But he also said, I mean, those are stolen possessions for them, and, and we have to do uh, better with regards to that. And finally, uh, with what uh, Joe Golding said, that'll segue into what Sule Boom uh, said when he spoke with us after the game. Uh, Joe Golding said that uh, after the game tonight, it was a hurt locker room, um, that it was uh, you know the most hurt that he's seen his team after a defeat all season long. Um, and I think that says a lot because of the fact that, uh, you know, uh, you know, this was a game against a very, very tough UAB team that just kind of got away from it. There's a lot of factors that panned out over the 40 minutes, Adrian, where you could have gotten four points that would have made the difference in this game. Uh, with regards to Sule Boom, he came in. He was rather dejected. Um, you know, he was the first one to acknowledge. He goes, everyone is going to talk about those three, uh, those final three possessions of the game. But he goes, the key tonight was in the rebounding, the boxing out, the game within the game. Uh, we didn't we didn't execute on that end, and he felt that that was the difference in tonight's game. But then again, he quickly acknowledged the fact that he was, uh, you know, he was off from the free throw line, and that also could have marked the difference in tonight's game. Uh, one thing I asked Adrian, both Joe Golding and Suley Boone, one thing that I I mentioned to you over the course of the game is the fact that the miners when things were going good tonight, when they got back into the fight, when they went on runs, when they took the lead, they showed swagger on the floor. They showed emotion. Um, and both uh, Sule Boom and Joe Golding said that that was uh, because they both feel that this team's starting to believe, that they're starting to have confidence, and that they're growing, which is exactly what you want to see from this kind of a team at this point in the season. Okay. Uh, yeah. I hey Joe, real quick, I want to ask you about this because um, did you think that they had more of a somber somber tone uh, tonight, or was it more aggressive toward next week? What what would, what would you say as far as tone goes? As far as well, I mean, after the game, um, no, it, yeah. they were. You know, Coach Golding, it, it, it's hard to get measure on him. Uh, you know, he's always so so positive and so energetic, and that's I, I mean, that's never gone away. Uh, you know, in the time that he's been here, especially after pre-game or post-game, uh, in post-game conferences, whether they are whether they win or lose. But today, Boom was was was, was rather upset. Uh, none of us talked to them or asked them about what's coming up here uh, next Thursday. Uh, we didn't really acknowledge that tonight. Okay, I got you, man. Uh, let's uh, let's keep things going, Joe. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks so much for weighing in on the show. And uh, 
Really appreciate all the all the stuff uh, that you do for us here on 600 ESPN El Paso, 880-5763. Let's keep things moving. Let's go to Jamal Bienemy's Pops. He's joining us on the phone lines right now, 880-5763. UAB defeated UTEP 69-66. If you'd like to talk about it with us, you could tweet the show, 600 ESPN El Paso, or you could chime in with us over the phones. Mr. Bienemy, good evening. How's it going? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing fine, doing fine. What do you think of this game? What I thought was UAB is a superior team. They're deeper. They're more experienced players. The fact that they were within striking distance of winning this game is enough. It's enough said about the coaching staff and the players who fought. I, I just noticed how all of these people, and those same shots that Jamal took tonight, had they gone in, they'd be calling and praising him. Sure. I agree with that. Was. I agree. Okay, he, he don't get in, he doesn't get into contests to try to outshoot somebody. I don't know where Ronnie got that from. He didn't try to go shot for shot with him. Those same shots today, earlier, and shoot around in practice, swishing them. Last night in the gym, swishing them. It happens. He's going to miss sometimes. I don't know. And he's been great all year. Let, let's be fair, Mister Bienemy. He's been he's been great all year. Let, uh, just a couple of people who call into the show who only call in when they lose, like Ronnie. I didn't hear from Ronnie again after the right. We didn't hear from him. Not a word. Sure, sure. I'm with you. Every every game he plays 35 minutes a game, and just about every game he plays, he is asked to guard the other team's best wing player. After this many games, it wears on you. He was a little tired. What do shooters do? You shoot. If you're open, you take the shot. Tonight they didn't go in. They were three points away from the second best team in the conference. They had a chance. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, I mean, this UAB team is fantastic. I mean, this team could go to the NCAA tournament. I think they can make them win a couple of tournament games. If their bigs play well enough and they make just enough shots from outside, because they have power five bigs. They're a really good team. The fact that they were that close to them, hats off to the minors. I'm with so, you on that. I'm with you. So the good thing and the beauty of Jamal, he doesn't care what anybody outside of that locker room thinks about him. Not a care in the world. He cares what the coach, the players he play around, and they know better than to think that he would be out there going shot for shot with somebody because he just doesn't do that. You don't lead the team in assist if all you're worrying about is shooting the ball or trying to go shot for shot with somebody. It's not his game. So – Ronnie's on the different one. So if Ronnie want to call me, I could leave my number so he can call me and we can talk about it. But anyway, everybody have a good night, and thank you for your Hey, time. you have a great night, Mr. Bienemy. Really appreciate the phone call. Look, hey, I'm going to put you on hold real quick. Sal will take your phone number, so in case Ronnie gives you a call, uh, this will be it. But I really appreciate your phone call, Mr. Bienemy. I think you bring great perspective right there. Let's keep it moving. OT's joining us next. You're right. That's right. Your teammate, OT, Jason Williams, uh, who's in the studios with us. Sal Montes and Adrian Broadus. Minor talk continuing, 600 ESPN El Paso. I'm going to knock on wood right now because I think I got rid of the hiccups. I don't know. I think it was all the, the ice water that Sal Montes brought over to me. OT, what's going on, my man? How are you? I'm good. I'm about to go check out my Philly guy, Kevin Hart, get some laughs in with the there wife. You there, there you go. Are you on your way right now? Yes, I'm stuck in traffic. Oh, so no phones, huh? So I heard, I hear you can't pull out your phone in that in that show. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Good stuff. OT, what do you think about this one? What do you think about this team? Um, I think I didn't go to the game tonight. I was 
uh, following the game, me and my wife, uh, UTEP's there. They're, they're one or two players away. I think they need more uh, productivity from, from the bigs. I mean, they got guard work. They just need some bigs. And I think uh, Coach Golden has done a great job with the team he, he, he's got. I mean, he got a leftover team from uh, Coach Terry's team. He didn't bring all his recruits in. I, I think within two years, I think we should be in the tournament again. He's, I mean, he's a defensive coach. I think he's just a bigger, bigger two away from from actually being a top carrier team again. Would you agree with your teammate, Jason? Yes, I definitely agree. You know, with the players they have and, and everything they've been through this year, that, that gave everybody confidence to go forward for this year. And, you know, they just building the chemistry with a new coach. And so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the next year. Let me ask both of you guys this real quick. Have, have you guys experienced, either of you, somebody who – Misses 15 games, like misses the entire conference schedule, and then comes back like Keontae Kennedy did today and guards the other team's best player. Like, I've ne- I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't know if I'm ever going to see that. Keontae Kennedy, man, that guy is aw- – like, I-, I really like him, man. Ten points I, today. Uh, have you guys seen anything like this? I've never seen it, but if, if there was one guy when I was playing, it probably would have been Jay Will. Because you know he took the challenge every every night to guard the best defender, guard, point guard, two guard, three, four man. So I haven't seen it, but if there was a guy, it would have been Jay Will. Yeah, and I basically think you know um, defense is something you can't really teach. You just have to want to stop your man. And it's you've just always said heart. that. You've always said yeah, that. Yeah, I mean you you can't really teach it. You know. Um, you know, tonight he, he tried to step up and stop their best guy, and that's something he wanted to do. And, you know, and, and some guys just want that challenge, and they just have it in them to go for that challenge. You know, my mindset always was if this guy score on me, he's going to show this video to these NBA scouts, and it's me. Wow, that so is, that's, that's a good job. mentality. You I know, like it. <laughs> if I'm overseas, you know, we sign one-year contracts. If this guy goes show this video to another team, and he's killing me. Guess who's not going to get the job? Me. That's right. So you, you have to want to stop your man in front of you because it's important. You can't always expect help from your teammates. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I like it. Sal, what do you think? What did you think about Keontae Kennedy in this one? Uh, OT, hang on with us. I want to ask you one more thing. Sal, uh, Keontae Kennedy, did you see this coming? Uh, you know what? Not I would say no, but it's not because I didn't think he was capable of it. I just didn't think he was going to play this much tonight, you know, especially his first game back against one of the top-tier teams in Conference USA. That's a lot to expect from somebody who hasn't played since 2021. You know, so sure. I, I think uh, he's definitely capable of it. I mean, hell, he showed it tonight. Uh, but for him to put up 10 points and, uh, you know, be efficient, just under 500 at three for seven, uh, but get it done uh, from the free throw line. Where let's be real here, too. The Miners have struggled to get to the free throw line pretty much all season. And now at the gate, they were they were kind of making a statement, being physical and getting to the line. I think they got away from that in the second half. That's a whole other story, though. Uh, back to Keontae Kennedy. I like the, uh, the aggression that he showed on defense because we talked about this, too. Not only is... Uh, in my opinion, he, the team's best rebounder, although he only had three today, um, w- one of the best things that, that Keontae brings is that defense and went to the thing he knew best, and that was the defense. So for him to go right to it against a, a team that is like-minded, who wants to play defense all game long, uh, I think 
he was he was fitting right in today. OT, I want to ask you one more question. What do you okay. think of uh, Sule Boom? Because he is UTEP's leading scorer. He has a chance to be the first uh, UTEP leading scorer in Conference USA since Stefan Jackson did it back, I think, way back in 2008. Uh, what do you think of Sule Boom, UTEP's, uh, UTEP's guard? Oh, I like him. He, he, he's a walking bucket, but I think he he needs to use the bigs more so. Like if he if he get the bigs more involved, that'll free him up more, and he don't have to force force so many shots and 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 take the take all the responsibility on his own. So I think he needs to start talking with the bigs, trying to get them more involved, and make the game come easier for him. That's awesome. Good stuff, OT. Hey, appreciate your phone call, man. Appreciate you weighing in on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you guys for having me. Jay Will, have a good night, guys. Yes, sir, have a I'm good night, have too. a good night. Watching Kevin Hart. Hey, have a good, have a good, have a good one uh, watching Kevin Hart. I love that man. Uh, don't pull out your phone. They might, they might boot you out. Ot. Uh, that's Omar Thomas, uh, former miner, joining us here on the phone lines eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. If you'd like to weigh in, we've got two lines available. Let's go to Abel. He's been patiently waiting with us on the phones. Then we got to go to Twitter eight eight zero five seven six three. I can, still can't believe Mister B Enemy called in. That's awesome, man. He's a he's a great guy. Uh, Jamal is a, is a fantastic player. I know he had nine tonight, but, hey, he also totaled four assists. So, um, JB, he helps out in other ways. I get it that, you know, some people may say that he shouldn't have had 15 attempts tonight, but he's still going to shoot those. And I I personally, this is just me personally, but I think he's going to shoot those night in, night out because Jamal Biennemi has so much confidence in his own game, and he doesn't waver from that confidence like you heard from Mr. Biennemi who who just called in right now. What would you think of it, Sal? You know what? uh, I I like the confidence. Confidence that he displays, uh, and we got to be real here too. Throughout the season, uh, various guys have been called on to really put the team on their backs for sure. one reason or another. I mean, early on in the season when uh, Sule Boom wasn't playing for a portion, it was uh, it was Jamal Biennemi. And then, you know, the Miners take a trip out to Albuquerque. Who's the man that they call on? It's Keontae Kennedy. Then Keontae Kennedy is out, and, uh, you know, JB's uh, playing his game as well. But Sule Boom is called on. So I think these three guys um, have what it takes to really be the uh, the team captains. I mean, heck, they are the team captains in my opinion. Um, I agree. But, you know, it's just going to take some getting used to now with Keontae come, uh, Kennedy coming back. But to be fair, we haven't really seen all three play for a large portion of this season. Good point. And if they start gelling, you know, in these final couple of games and, you know, get, you know, get going in conference uh, USA tournament time, it could be scary because not only has have UTEP fans not really seen what this uh, what this trio was like, conference USA hasn't seen what it's like. They haven't. They haven't seen it it's at all. This is the first time. time. Yeah, they've only played seven times together all year. Keontae Kennedy, Jamal Biennemi, and Sule Boom. That's a crazy stat right there, but they've only played seven games all year together uh, in, in games. Let's go to Abel, who's joining us on the phone lines. We'll get to our Hot Hand Award, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso, and our player of the game, uh, Thanks to Keith Southwest later on. Abel, thanks for patiently waiting. Uh, what do you think of this one? Is it my turn? It's finally your turn, Abel. <laughs> finally your turn. I, I, first of all, uh, I just want to remind everybody that at this time last year, it was over. You know, as far as the way they were playing and and crashing and burning right before the tournament and, you know, you know having a little bit of success, but pretty much... Uh, you know, we all knew what was going to happen. Uh, this year, I mean, you got you, you got the enemy's dad calling your show. Holy cow! You know what kind of passion is that when when, when the dad of one of the players is you know 
calling up and, and defending how his, his son plays and all that. That's that's all passion. But uh, you know, I was at the at the post game conference myself, and one of the things that Suli Boom said, uh, which you could feel, you know, the devastation that they really felt they should have won this game. But one of the things he said was uh, he missed five free throws. You know, and uh, unfortunately, in these t- in these types of games, the free throws are so important. And I wanted to ask you guys. Didn't this game, like, pass really quickly? I guess so, yeah. It was pretty fast. I mean, it was a back-and-forth game. It's 10 o'clock right now. I mean, we do a lot of, the, we, we do a lot of these. But, yeah, sure, I, I, I felt like there's been quicker games, but it, was, it did go by pretty fast. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fast. But, look, the fact of the matter is that uh, they played these guys on uh, December 30th, I think, of last year. That's right. And they were paddled. And now, you know, uh, look where look where they were at. They were in a position to win it. They did it. Okay. I mean, it's basketball, man. There's a lot of this year, especially. You know, uh, all the teams have been getting whacked. You know, and a lot of ranked teams getting hit. Uh, but but you know, it's it, it is what it is. But I will tell you, I think he hasn't prepared for the tournament. I think they're going to win the last two games in the season, and I think they're going to make some noise in the tournament. I don't know how far they'll get, but I will tell you that. It's a different feeling than than wondering what was going to happen last year, you know. They just got to get um, one of these big wins at home. That's that's my only thing. I, I'm with you 100%, Abel. I, I agree this is uh, a successful season. I wrote about it earlier this week how Joe Golding year one is is beyond a success in my eyes. Um, but UAB, this game was a 50-50 game down to the wire, and I think a lot of minor fans are just heartbroken thinking that they should have won this one, which is true. And isn't that crazy to think? Like, because you're right. I mean, going back to your original statement, UTEP was done this time last year. They were they were done. So the year before that, it was just a, a huge disappointment. And the year before that, it was not even a thought that UTEP would make the conference tournament. They were they won like eight games that year. So yeah, we were playing, how, we were playing for the play-in game that year. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, that. You know? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah. but but you know, going back to what you originally said, this team has progressed since the start of this year and and that's been the biggest thing is there they are competing against the best teams in conference usa which is great right there and i'll leave you with this i think the key to the night uh was somebody that i believe that if we don't get 12 points from him and at least seven rebounds uh we're always going to be real close to to losing them and that uh is uh vanderhoeven yeah, Verhoeven, most definitely. I, I'm with you on that. He had four points today, seven rebounds in 32 minutes of action. Abel, I appreciate your phone call, man. Check out DialogueEPRadio.com. Uh, you can check out the podcast with Abel, and uh, he he called us here on the show as well. Really appreciate his phone call uh, here as we continue on Minor Talk. 880-5763, our telephone number. Guys, we got to get to some tweets. Uh, I'm going to have both of you all react to this. I've gotten over the hiccups. We're good. I'm ready to talk. Um, let's let's do, uh, but let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Addy at the Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. From hometown to national. Sports spoken here. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. First tweet to get to, Ryan Guzman. Miners gave UAB everything. They still came up short. Hashtag UTEP is still such a smidge it's under the top tier of Conference USA teams. But still, UTEP is a team that can play spoiler in the conference tourney. 
Do you ever play spoiler in the conference tourney, Jason, when people didn't really think of you guys as a you know top team or you guys came in under the radar and then you spoiled things for other people? You ever uh, do that? No, not really, because I think, you know, my first year here, we the only thing we was picked ninth, but we finished we finished tied for first. So, that that's you know, kind of a under the radar, yeah, yeah. I think that was about it under the UTEP radar. Was Before us going to the the March tournament, I think we already felt like we was we was going in as one of the the top teams. Wow. Okay. Know, into March Madness, you know, because we always finished one or two in conference. Do you like that underdog kind of mentality? Did you like yeah, that? I think stuff? that's that's how we always played. We always called ourselves blue collar. You know, that's just that's just the way our team was made of bunch of blue collar blue collar and. That's how we got it done. Do you think that's how UTEP, the, the recipe for success, do you think that's the, the mentality? Be that blue-collar yes, team. be the blue-collar team because, you know, some teams and some, hey, you get in a situation where you didn't know you was going to be at, right? You think you're going to want to go to Duke or North Carolina, but, hey, you're at UTEP, and it's a great college also. You know, it's just you got to work a little harder. I'm with you. Than the bigger colleges. So ain't nothing wrong with being blue-collar. I'm with you. Just okay, work. you gotta work for it. Yeah, it kind of makes it. Yeah. It, it kind of makes it even more special because yeah. if you work for it and you go on the other side, uh, that that's it's, a credit to you yeah. and your hard work. And it's more fun. It's more fun, you know, working for it. You know, I don't want just me. I don't want nothing easy. And I show them guys don't want it easy. Also, everybody like it easy, but you know, um, we like to see the growth, man. And, and you know, I love this team. I think they have great players, and you know, they, they blue collar to me. Okay, they a real blue collar team. The way they play defense. And some things you can't teach, and they play defense and they play hard together. And so that's what I call blue collar team, a team that's gonna continue to fight no matter what. If they losing or if they down, if they had a bad game, they gonna come back the next game and they gonna keep fighting, win or lose. And that's what this team has. I, I'm with you on that, man. I, I'm I'm totally with you. I think this is a blue collar team for sure. Uh, our telephone number eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number to get into the show. Uh, want to get to this tweet, and I want to get your thoughts on this one, Sal. Uh, this is from Kenny Onyema on the last play, which uh, you know, just going back in time, UTEP's final play. They gave it to Alfred Hollins for the three point shot to try to tie the game up. Kenny Onyema on the show tweeted us, Golding did not draw up that play. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I don't know who drew up that play. I just, this is where I stand on this, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll get your take on this. Yeah. I just like the fact that Golding takes ownership for things like this. He said, hey, late game situation, that's on me. I need to be a bet- better at that as a coach. I need to do better w- when it comes to late game situations. That's just my take right there. Yeah, and, and that's what I like, uh, that, that accountability, that ownership. And as far as um, uh, the tweet from Kenny Onyema, I just want to throw in some context because I think there was a little bit of a thread and, and and a tweet got lost in the middle when it was just a, a tweet saying, uh, you know, UTEP coach doesn't know what he's doing. Um, how can you drop something like that? And then the response from Onyema was uh, to that guy. But it, now it looks like he was just replying to you because the I guess that account got uh, deleted or something for some foul language. But aside from that, though, uh, I think that play just kind of went bust. And uh, I, don't, I don't think they really got off the shot that they wanted to because with UAB, uh, they thrive off of defense. And if you know, if they could play defense while the other team is trying to set up something half court, you know, it's, it's playground stuff to them. This is what they do. They love it. They have time to actually get in position, and uh, I think they caught UTEP off guard. I'll dish it to you, Jason. What did you think? Did you did uh, you think about that last play? Um, well, Like he said, I, I don't think that was the, the play that was going to be drawn up, but I think by, by them putting pressure on UTEP, 
The other guys had to run down the court faster to give B enemy space. But, you know, they, they were still there, so the other men was able to help. So that took a lot of time off the clock. And so by the time he got to the other side, whatever play they had to, that they were supposed to run, they didn't have time to run it because once he got the ball in, the other guys got to sprint to the other side of the court. Or you just taking up space, and now he's got to dribble up slow instead of just going to attack, maybe get a quick two, or he get there in 10 seconds. It was 14 seconds or 11, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. That's right, 14 so, seconds. So now by him trying to bring it up, in the, the that side is clogged instead of the guy taking out another guy that was there to help to run down the court. So that took the time just getting across half court and it, messed up the play. And credit the UAB defense, man. They clamped down in the second half. UAB went on a 20-9 to run to start things off in the second half. And you, you got to give this team a ton of credit. This team, I, I've said it I've said it a bunch of times on this show already, but th- this is the team who could end up being in the NCAA tournament when it's all said and done. Uh, I, I really like this UAB team. Let's go to Hunter, who's joining us on the phone lines right now. 880 our telephone number. We've got two lines available. Got a lot of tweets to still get to, but let's get to Hunter, who's joining us on the phone lines. What's up, Hunter? How's it going, man? What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? Better now, Hunter. Way better now. <laughs> Good to hear, man. It's uh, and you've had a star-studded lineup today, man. All these call-ins, those, you know. Glad you can make time for us little people, man. I know, Crazy man. Time. I was I was going to say we got to start giving you the hotline numbers so when our phone lines are jammed up, you can get in. You know, you guys have been getting the good people in there, man. It's good, good to, good to, good to hear. We got the A-listers uh, here on Minor Talk. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I like Mr. Bienemy's, you know, passion. Obviously, he's got, he's got his son's back, but he's got to have a little thicker skin, man. I mean, come on, fans are gonna say what they say. They say some things that you know anybody that knows the game, you know, obviously it's not true. You know what I mean? And, and I'm sure he's been around the game long enough, and. Jamal Bienemy's been around the game. There's no need to even respond to some of the things. You know what I mean? Well, and, but but you know, I also wanted to say that he also said Jamal Bienemy doesn't respond to anything. Like he doesn't respond to haters. He doesn't respond to people who like his stuff. He he doesn't respond to anything. He's he keeps his head down and he works. That's what that's Jamal Bienemy's response. Well, and, and and that's how they should both be. You know, fans say all kinds of stuff. That's what's what, just what happened educated uneducated whatever it may be it's just what it's gonna what's gonna happen and as far as he's concerned he had an off game i didn't see him take bad shots the shots just didn't fall sometimes that's gonna happen nobody's you know nobody's gonna shoot 60 70 percent every night and you know as far as his game this year they wouldn't be where they're at without him you know i think he had the most dominant four game stretch i've seen of any player that i can remember at utip and i've been going to games since the 80s haven't seen a dominant stretch like that before. You're talking about seems- Old Dominion, UTSA, UTSA, Florida Atlantic for Jamal Bienemy. I can't remember which four games it was, but I remember I had the conversation with you that, that man, the, the guy was just dominant. And the last person that I remember was scoring at will was one of your callers in uh, Omar Thomas. But I don't remember him dominating like Jamal Bienemy did through that stretch. And uh, that goes for Antoine Gillespie. That goes for Tim Hardaway or who, whoever else. I'd never seen a stretch like that. So the guy's a he's a great point guard to have here. Uh, the game's changed a little. It's not like how it was in the day where your point guard was just a facilitator. Nowadays, hey, your point guard's a scorer. You know, things have changed a little. But, you know, there's no moral victory, so I'm kind of torn today because 
it's great to see that they can go at it with anybody in the league that's promising. But, man, you'd hope that they can find a way to uh, win these games. But the most disappointing thing to me for today is El Paso, man. This was a big game with a team that is playing their hearts out. You know what I mean? They're, they're leaving it all out there. It's a big game against one of the top conference opponents, and we get 6,000. And everybody says, oh, that's great. You know, that's our biggest crowd of the year. That's pathetic. No, it's the second biggest, second biggest crowd. Second biggest crowd. Uh-huh. What, what, what else do you all want? You know, come out here and support this team. You know, maybe if we had 10,000 out there, instead of just a couple people complaining, you know, it, it does make a difference. I mean, and, and I'm sure Jason Williams can speak to it. How is, how is it to play in front of 10, 11, 12,000 versus five or six? I mean, they bring the energy to the players. You know, every time, uh, you know, just to walk out and when you see a full stadium, it just gives you that energy automatic before the game start. You know, it's like, damn, all these people came here to see us. You feel in control? Yes. You feel in control and, you know, you have a bigger crowd. It's loud, you know. You know, back then we had some, what they call it, the wave. You know, it, it was good times. And, you know, tonight was, was a good crowd for me since since I've been back in town and going to the game, Because the crowds have not been good at it's all. Not been good. That's right. And the crowd was pretty loud tonight. But like he said, I think, you know, you support the team, whether um, good or bad. You know, and, and fans, you have to understand also that it's new coach, new situations for players. And, you know, it's a lot of stuff that go into it. But I always feel like, you know, support me when I win, support me when I lose, or don't support me at all. Okay. What about what would you think? Keep going, Hunter. Keep going. Sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> No, man, you're good. I mean, I wanted his opinion. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, and I'm sure, like, like you know, he would have said, too, when when you're a little fatigued, when the game's on the line, man, they'll give you that extra push where hey, you can push through that possession or you go grab that rebound, you go grab that loose ball. But there were so many promising things that came from today. Uh, I mean, that that's the best game I've ever seen Sule play minus the free throws, which, I mean, I don't know sure. what was going on there. But he was he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Nobody took any bad shots. Titus, who I couldn't stand earlier in the season, I mean, he's going up against that monster down low and just battling all game long, battling. Onyema goes in there, battles. Got some cool rebounds, you know, some some tough ones. Had that put-back dunk in traffic. That was awesome. I mean, they're out, <laughs> they're out there battling. I mean, what else do, do we want? Yes, I, I, I want them to win the game, Absolutely. But, hey, they went out. UAB's going to win the conference tournament, I think. They are a complete team. They got the bigs. They got those tough guards. That that 10's running all over the court, going through screens. You give him one second, and the guy buried the shot. I mean, he's tough. It, he's it, it, it he's ice crazy. cold, yeah. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just that they lost to a better team. Like someone said earlier, they lost to a better team. And they battled. So I'll be there Thursday. I'll be there Saturday. And I still say they'll probably split these last two games. And I still say they'll win a conference tournament game. Okay. And, and Joe Golden has overachieved this season by far with this team. Oh, I, I completely agree with that, man. I, I think it, it was a success as soon as they swept uh, the Louisiana Tech-Southern Miss series. That's when I felt it was a success. That was the punctuation mark for me. Everything else is a cherry on top. So I'm with you completely, Hunter. Hey, appreciate the phone call, man. Have a great rest of your weekend. You too, guys. Thanks. 
right, let's go to Twitter. Actually, let's take a timeout right now. We've, we're long overdue. Uh, let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to get to a lot of tweets. Pinky, El Paso Visuals Deportivos, Joe Chacon, who's, who's uh, blowing us up on Twitter, Lugal, uh, Tristan Pence. We'll get to all those tweets and more. Uh, if you'd like to weigh in, now is the time to give us a call. We have lines cleared uh, right now, 880-5763 to get into Minor Talk. Jason Williams, Sal Montes, Adrian Broad is here. We're going to take a timeout as you're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Addy at the Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Hi, I'm Matt Keats, president of Keats Southwest. Since 1994, we have manufactured hundreds of metal components that people use in their everyday lives. A garage door opener is something commonly found in homes and cars all across the country. In fact, we produce 10 to 15 million garage door visor clips for your remote controls. In addition, we deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. This is Steve Kaplowitz, and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day, delivered commercial-free to your phone or tablet. That's right, all the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button, so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done. And you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie in Fresno, putting your employee safety first. And Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done with 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When winter weather impacts us here in the borderland, it can bring things to a halt in a big hurry. And that's why the ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team has the most up-to-date technology and the most experience. We use street-level tracking to let you know exactly what's going on in your neighborhood. And our future track model to show you when, where, and how much wind, rain, or snow we expect. With Traffic Track, we can tell you where that problem is and how to avoid it. The ABC7 Storm Track Weather Team. With the tools and experience to keep your family safe. Words like history and tradition are used to describe the UTEP basketball team. With roots in El Paso, the Oscar Addy at the Agency is built on these principles too. At the Oscar Addy at the Agency, we are proud El Pasoans. With a trusted history for over 24 years in our community, trust us for your home, auto, or life insurance needs. Request a free proposal today at OscarAddyAtTheAgency.com. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. The official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Go Miners! Howdy, Lauren Hodges of Longhorn Distributing, proud supporters of UTEP basketball and Coach Joe Golding. Coach Golding has made some changes, and so has Longhorn Distributing. We've added ceramic coatings to our store. We've expanded our service department to give faster and more efficient service on pressure washers and cleaning equipment. Longhorn Distributing is the only distributor for hot sea pressure washers in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. We're located at 5516 East Paisano, so call us for a demonstration at 772-9092. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. Brought to you by the Oscar Adieta Agency. Locally owned and operated for 24 years.
All right, we're, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. The UAB defeats UTEP 69-66. If you'd like to talk about it with us, 880-5763. Jason Williams, Sal Montes in the building. Uh, Jason and I were just talking about Jamal Bienemy a little bit, you know, extended, because what a season he's had as, as a point guard. You just, you know, as a, as a true point guard, Jason – it's interesting. Well, you know, let me let me take this back because Jamal Bienemy, we've seen him play two sides this year. He's played on ball and off ball, and it's very different because when he's playing off ball, he can be that spot up shooter and really help out the minors. When he's playing on ball, he kind of does it all. Like he's going to try to shoot, he's going to try to facilitate, he's going to guard the other team's best defender and things like that. Um, I'm curious to see what what it will take uh, Bienemy to just take his game to that next level because he's there. Like in my opinion, he is almost. He is so close to being a first-team all-conference USA player. Like, this close. And he should be, when it's all said and done, when the Conference USA Awards come out, he should be on the third team, no low, no lower than third team. If he's honorable mention, I will think that's a, you know, that's a, that's a big-time shame. He should be second team or first team when it's all said and done. There's just a lot of great guards in this league. But what is it going to take for Jamal Biennemi to just take that next step, Jason? What, what do you think in your perspective? Because you love the size, you love the IQ, what, what, what does he need to do to get to that next level and, and be that first-team all-conference all USA player? I think, you know, like I said, with his size, he's 6'5", and he's playing point guard. And, you know, it's probably – I'm not sure if it's a position he played his whole life. Maybe since he's been in college, he really started playing point guard more. But I just think him learning how to actually control the game a whole lot more and still take his shots because, you know, you can't take away his scoring and his ability. But I just think just learning how to control the game a little more, making sure everybody in the right position, and then him becoming a better creator for his one-on-one, getting to the goal, kicking it out, dumping it off to the big man. Those those little stuff like, you know, the normal point guards do, which, you know, he's still a great passer. You know, I think, you know, he can actually average more assists than he averages because I think he's a good enough player to do that. I just think he just, you know, he just have to take time and just, just study other point guards, you know, learn how to score and how to distribute and just learn how to control the game a little more. And as he's getting older, you know, um, with, with more time, that stuff would just become come natural. I, plus, I can I can see that. Plus with Coach Earl Boykins there, I'm sure, you know, there you that, go. that can actually take him to the next level of being a, a more elite point guard. I can see that. I can definitely see that. 8805763 our telephone number as we continue 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter where we need to get some tweets read. Uh this is from Pinky free throws. That's it. That's the tweet. Sal, do you buy that? Do you buy people blaming the free throws in this game? No, I don't because uh we weren't uh, blaming that on Louisiana Tech when the Miners won on the road. It, it's the exact same thing. Only difference is it's UTEP who lost today. I mean, we, we look at the game against Louisiana Tech where the shooting um, percentage from the free throw line was atrocious for Louisiana Tech. Kenny Lofton, you know, couldn't get one to save his life. But uh, when you look at today with the minors and, uh, you know, they're struggling, missed consecutive free throws, you know, in the second half at crucial points, it's the exact same thing. So if we're going to say that UTEP won the game against Louisiana Tech, we have to say that UAB won the game against UTEP tonight. Yeah, that's a great statement. You you, you can't flip it around. Yeah, I'm with you completely on that. El Paso visuals Deportivos, why did UTEP foul UAB with only nine seconds left on the shot clock? Hashtag minor talk. Um, 
it's the advanced analytics. That's the bottom line. That's the only reason that they, that in my perspective, in why they decided to do that. Now, the reason why Boom didn't foul earlier was he had four fouls. So they were probably thinking, well, if we need to go on the other side with Boom, we want him to possibly take that last shot. So, no, don't have him foul. Alfred Hollins darts up and, and fouls. Well, what happens with uh, UAB? They make two free throws. There's only, you know, nine seconds left, or there's only 14 seconds left in the game. And then the miners are left to have to, you know, draw up their own uh, play and, and make a three point attempt. That's in, in my perspective, Jason. In, in your time, it was like, hey, let them let them bleed out the clock, right? Is that was that the perspective? And we'll take it with three seconds left, whatever it is. Yeah, um, you know, I thought that was after a while. I thought that's what they was going to do. Just let them go ahead and, and take the last shot and then get the rebound with five seconds left and call a timeout. But then also, I thought, which hey, strategy do you like? I prefer, hey, let's let's go trap. Let's try to get a steal first. And then if we don't get a steal and if they're going to get a layup, now we get a foul. But first you got to go try to get that steal to create that, that turnover to get the easy basket. I was looking at the bench. It just looked like confusion. It just looked yes, like uh, compu- confusion between players and coaches. Like, yeah, It looked like do they foul, do we don't foul, do we go trap. Do we not trap? And it just looked that situation. And at the same time, I was really looking at Kennedy. He really wanted to force him left. He was able to do it the first time, but then the second time, he let him get back right, and that's when he was able to go by him. I see. I see. To me, when you really go watch the play, he really, I, he really wanted to force him left. I see. Okay. Um, this coming in from Kevin. Ugh, UTEP had that game. Regardless, I'm still proud of how hard this squad fought tonight. Like I always say, it's about playing the full 40 minutes. The defense sort of fell apart in the second half. Uh, this coming in from Joe Chacon. Sounds like you were doing the same thing I was doing during this game and now listening to the show, especially after watching those missed free throws. Easily could have been a win. Two out of the three. Let's get it. Hashtag repping from Cali now. Hashtag minor talk. Coming from Adrian at Enemy Win 3. Cure for hiccups. Get a mouthful of water. Plug your ears. Bend over with the head below your waist and swallow. Guaranteed to work. Adrian, I wish I read this tweet 50 minutes ago, but I'm good now. So I appreciate the tweet. I appreciate the the, the help on that one. I should have read this a lot earlier. Uh, you could have helped me in that first segment. Uh, King Eric tweets the show. Oh, you're going to like this one, Sal. This one is definitely a heartbreaker. Defense stepped up when it needed to, but you got to get the offensive boards to create second chance points. Also, Sule missing those free throws was huge. Now, he brings up UTEP's offensive rebounds. How about UAB? 14 offensive rebounds. They had 13 points in second chance scenario. That's it right there. The fact that UAB was able to out-rebound the Miners 42 to 25. That's that's one of the big storylines out of this one. Yeah, that that's almost half of them. I mean, uh, they get they double up their own rebounding numbers they get 14 offensive rebounds and then 28 on uh on the defensive side but that's what you do when uh when you're on the road you got to find other ways to win and if they're going to be aggressive on the glass and give themselves extra possessions uh you know by all means that that is a, a big big factor into why uh uab won but although the free throws did hurt i i mean we're looking at 
multiple possessions uh, that UAB was able to, uh, you know, to take track of. I mean, I, do you do you want to blame Fault at a you know three point a three point loss when there were uh, you know seven missed free throws, or do you want to look at potentially uh, twenty eight points off of the uh, the fourteen offensive rebounds? You yeah. Know? I mean, let me see what they actually had on an offensive uh, second chance. Okay, thirteen points. So I mean, you know, still you cannot give that up. I mean, something's got to give. Yeah, you're right. You can't. You got to be better at rebounding if you're UTEP. Uh, Jonathan Byers tweets the show. Had Jordan Walker not gotten hot in the second half from deep, UTEP would have easily won this game. I think that's a great sign. Although UAB did successfully play bully ball against us down low for a little bit in the start of the second half. There, uh, yeah, the start of the second half, you can call it interior bully ball. I just call it bad. I, I just thought UTEP was a little stale coming out of the half, and they just looked a little sluggish. And um, yeah, they they. What's interesting about UTEP is they just kind of hang around in games. They they kind of stick with you, even though you you might go up by ten points, maybe even more. I mean, in this game, UAB uh, their biggest lead in this one was by eight points in the set at the seven thirty minute mark. So UAB had an eight point lead, yet the Miners fought back and made this one a three point game. That just shows you uh, how this team really fights when it's all said and done. Nine one five Sun City tweets us, Adrian. I feel with you. Uh, for the hiccups, but Sal, can you make a sick beat with Adrian and the hiccups? Adrian and Sal are the best. <laughs> Cheers to a good show. Uh, appreciate you, 915 Sun City here on the show. And uh, appreciate the love there. Uh, Jonathan Byers, actually, I'm sorry, this is Joe Chacon again. Nothing a little tweet can do to spark some interest. Fire up the base. Tristan Pence tweets us, that first five minutes in the second half really changed the game. UTEP's effort was tremendous tonight, but it was UAB's experience and poise down the stretch that was the difference. Keontae's return is a great addition, and UTEP will be a dangerous team moving forward into March. That's coming from Tristan Pence on the show. Shout out Tristan, always brings the fire with the tweets. Um, Yeah, what happened, Jason, that first five minutes out of the, the second half? I felt like that was a far different UTEP basketball team. Do they take for granted that they had a, a lead 34-27 coming out of the break. I mean, UAB looked like they wanted to uh, really kill UTEP out of the second half, and they went on a 20-9 run to start things off. That's tough to come out of. I think sometimes, you know, you can you can get too comfortable, you know. Maybe, you know, I don't know how they really felt, but maybe they came out, thought, you know, we was home, and they was up, you know, about seven points to, to start the half. Sure. You know, sometimes you come out flat, but the most important time when you come into the come into second half, the first five minutes, you can't come out flat your first five minutes to start the second half, no matter what team it is. And are you a firm believer in quick timeouts, or are you not? Do you like how Joe Golding lets him play? Um, it all about it all depends how the coach feel about his team. If they how do you feel? What's your what's your philosophy on it? Well, if they have lack of energy, then I have to call my timeout to try to give them energy. Okay. You know, but if we just not executing, then, you know, that's something that you could just let your players play through. Let them play. Yeah, and I think that's what he was kind of doing. He was letting was them early. play through it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, you know, with college, you got to try to save your timeouts too. Okay. So he, maybe he didn't want to lose it, use it too early and maybe have it towards the end of the game. There's many situations that coaches could think, you know, but, you know, to start the second half, you know, you got to bring the energy back to your team somehow. So, Maybe calling the timeout and just 
doing whatever, screaming at him just to get that energy back. Yeah, I mean, the previous two coaches that when I was here, you know, as I've been here covering UTEP, previous two coaches, they'd take quick timeouts. Like, you know, things wouldn't go right, boom, quick timeout and, you know, try to re, uh, re-energize the bench or get, get with the bench and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I kind of – this is an interesting um, – change because Joe Golding lets him play and I, I just haven't covered anybody who's done that before so it's it's new for me so I don't know I mean I have no perspective I mean I have no I, I have no like idea of which one I prefer over the other I would love to see some advanced numbers to see what would work and what doesn't but I also think it's just kind of like you said it's coach's preference it's how the coach uh, decides to do it with their own team this coming in for Bryce Chauvin Hell yeah, Mr. JB. Jamal Bienemy had an off night and it happens. He'll be on fire the next two. Go JB. Hashtag picks up. This is from Bryce, who really liked the call from Mr. Bienemy. This one coming in from Adrian at Enemy Win 3. Hunter needs to chill. Times are tough. Ticket prices are high. We just got over a pandemic. Gas prices are high. Inflation is hard. It's coming from Adrian at Enemy Win 3 on the show in regards to uh, Hunter's call about the attendance, the low attendance. This is from YYS. I'm right across across the street from Minor Talk. I should walk over and do a cameo. That's from YYS. I like that. Um, This this is coming in from Kenny Onyema. Keontae's impact after an injury like this is inspiring. Hashtag Minor Talk. It really, I mean, it's an inspirational comeback because 15 games you're out and then you come back like this. I mean, I know he was hungry. I know he was excited and everything. But before the game started, I was assured. I mean, I was told, look, man, he's going to play in two-minute spurts. He's not going to go over 15 minutes. Don't look at this guy as being a key contributor tonight. I was told that. And look at what he did. 22 minutes off the bench, 10 points, and they had to rely on him. It wasn't like it wasn't like, oh no, let, let's uh take him out. No. They're relying on Keontae Kennedy. Yeah. Uh well, maybe that was the plan all along and he just wanted to throw people for, you know, out of the loop. Do you think it was more of the thing where they saw how he was moving on the court and they were like, how can we take this guy out? I think um I think it's a little bit of that. I think they definitely did want to get him, you know, in the flow and in rotation. But once he was, you know, he was feeling, you know, the chemistry and was able to, you know, get out there and really gel with the team, that played a factor into it. But also, too, maybe Coach Golden is a mastermind behind all this and saying, hey, now we're just going to give him a couple minutes here. And UAB's people are are listening to the broadcast. Hey, Coach, (laughs) Coach Kennedy, uh, Kennedy is only going to be playing this many minutes. All right, all right, whatever the case is. And then, no, you know, through everybody else out of the wax so uh, i i think it's like 50 50 there okay i like that i like that man hey jason um you you've been awesome to spend some time with here on the show today uh before you bounce out of here because you've been so gracious with your time you, you hung with us for over an hour uh jason i want to ask you what's going on at the lab the sun city lab you're you're bas- you're training basketball players left and right seven days a week uh if there are any interested parents you you have my seal of approval because I know you and you talk basketball with us here on Minor Talk all the time. But can you give our listeners uh, some info on where where they could sign up, where they can learn more, all that kind of stuff? Uh, yes. Um. Whatever. Well, a, a new gym in the Northeast called Sun City Sports Lab. We have Vertimaxes and we have Doctor Dish Machine and of course it over looks there, awesome. By the yes, way, yes, it's real nice. I can't wait for the the paintings on the wall to get done. And of course, you know, um, we have um, group and private training every day. Um, group training during the week, 
twice a week, three times a week, however many times you want to come. Um, we have private training on weekends. And, you know, if you're interested and, and you want to um, get your child and to help develop their craft, you know, don't matter where they at, can't dribble, can't dribble, you know, um, we're willing to work with everybody because, you know, everybody needs to improve on their craft these days. Um, basketball is, is different, and you can't just play the game. So, uh you know, I'm just happy to be back in El Paso and, and trying to give the, the kids here the same things I had when I was young as far as the basketball-wise and, and just, just teach them how to be professionals. That's awesome, man. Uh, ages? Five five and up. We take all ages, five and up. Also, we have a uh, spring break camp coming up um, at Sun City Sports Lab. It's going to be from 9 to 1230. Um, it's $50 before March 4th. And after it'll be sixty dollars, it's gonna be March fourteenth through the sixteenth. So if you uh interested, just send me a uh Instagram post at J underscore Willie one or just hit us up on Sun City Sports Lab on Instagram. That's easy, man. Great stuff. Hey, you're you're awesome as always, Jason. I always love your analysis of the game. I really appreciate you stopping by here on Minor Talk with us. Uh thank you for always having me. You know, I'm always happy to come anytime you say, Hey Jay, are you coming on this week? I'm coming, <laughs> you know. All you right, know. well we'll maybe we'll get you for uh senior day next week. Yes, how, how about that? Yes, sir. Thank you. All all right, thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Hey, uh, we appreciate Jason Williams joining us on the show. Let's take a time out right now. When we come back, we'll get to some more tweets. We'll talk some awards on the show, our hot hand of the game, brought to you by Wind nice. Supply El Paso, and our player of the game, thanks to Keith Southwest. You're listening to Minor Talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Steve Kaplowitz and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial free to your phone or tablet. That's right. All the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. Wind Supply El Paso is proud to team up with Champion Heating and Cooling to deliver the most unrivaled reliability, energy efficiency, and superior comfort you can count on. Wind Supply El Paso is the official distributor of Champion Heating and Cooling equipment for your home or business. If you own a home building or HVAC company, you need a reliable AC and furnace supply store. For more information on Champion equipment and an authorized dealer, contact us at 915-859-3817 and online at windsupplyelpaso.com. You're going to love what Cupid is bringing to Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Free play and cash. Win your share of over $35,000 in Cupid's cash Tuesdays and Thursdays in February. Hot seat drawings to win up to $500 cash every half hour from 4 until 10 p.m. Cupid's cash and free play hot seats Tuesdays and Thursdays in February. Where there's always more. Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Play responsibly helpline. 1-800-572-1142. Words like history and tradition are used to describe the UTEP basketball team. With roots in El Paso, the Oscar Arrieta Agency is built on these principles too. At the Oscar Arrieta Agency, we are proud El Pasoans. With a trusted history for over 24 years in our community, trust us for your home, auto, or life insurance needs. Request a free proposal today at OscarArrietaAgency.com. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. The official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Go Miners! Hi, I'm Matt Keats, president of Keats Southwest. Since 1994, we have manufactured hundreds of metal components that people use in their everyday lives. Catheters are commonly used by millions of people. In fact, we produce 30 million catheter clips each year 
that are sent to hospitals all over the world. In addition, we deliver the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest at KeatsSW.com. I love pickles. Genuine dill, sweet, sour, kosher, gherkin, Polish, German. I love pickles. Saturday, March 19th. Epic Rail Yard and Event Center. KLAQ presents the Pickle Party. The KLAQ Pickle Party. Featuring food, fun, and live music with Fungi Mungle, Feline Fox, and Stan Z. Doors open 2 p.m. Games, contests, and pickles. Visit Farmer's Market and bring home your pickled favorites while supplies last. Plus, pickle up for the VIP experience. Brought to you by WB Liquors. Where VIP. Very important pickles. Get a big dill. A chef-inspired menu of pickle food favorites. Pickle drinks. Modelo Especial Beer. Private area. And more. Two VIP sessions. Two till five. And six to nine. Part of the proceeds benefit TNR. Trap neuter relief. It's a pickle palooza with advanced tickets. Just five dollars. At all Yes We Do family hair care locations. And Legacy Wellness CBD on Red Row. Or purchase online for advanced tickets. And all VIP experience tickets at KLAQ.com. From Modelo Especial, Johnson Jewelers, WB Liquors, Roto-Rooter, Comfort Zone, Charlie Clark Nissan, Relax and Kick Social. Full details at KLAQ.com. You're listening to Minor Talk. On 600 ESPN El Paso, brought to you by the Oscar Arrieta Agency, locally owned and operated for 24 years. Back here on Minor Talk, UAB defeats UAB, UAB defeats UAB, (laughs) UAB defeats UTEP, 69-66. Sal, it's been a great show. We had some great calls, great tweets. Oh, yeah. Let's keep it moving. Uh, We have some more tweets to get to. And our phone number, 8805763, as we continue here on the show. Uh, Lugal tweets the show, when you have two fathers of players contribute to the show, you know that you made it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Miners played tough tonight, got to continue to grow. That's true, yeah, because we got uh, uh, Troy B. Enemy and then, of course, uh, Kingsley Onyema. I think we have more out there. They're just not – they're not – Talk, they're not vocal on the show, like, but I appreciate Troy. How does this internet thing work? <laughs> I appreciate Troy Bienemy, and I appreciate Kingsley Onyema and, and Mary Onyema for that That's matter, right. and yep. Kenny Onyema. So we got the whole Onyema Everybody, family. Yeah. So um, before who who do we have calling? Jo- uh, Jordan Lathan's mom. She yep. called into the show. That's right. It was after he hit the shot against. Uh, was it the Lobos or the Aggies? Or something like that. One of one of the two at the Haskins. I think it was the Lobos. I think we've had some more callers from parents who just who have not said their correct name or something like that. And, and you know who else too? Uh, switching it over to football, um, Ryan Metz' father. That's right. Yeah, Mr. Metz called in before. That's exactly right. Good call there. And we saw. I saw Ryan Metz today. He was he was there uh, watching some hoops. Nice, nice. Uh, Praise and Mayhule was there. Praise and <laughs> Mayhule walked up to me. He's like, Adrian, the student section's packed. This side's packed. Where do I go? <laughs> he came in all late. He's like, I just want to support the basketball team, That's man. Awesome, man. Yeah, shout out Praise. Uh, he was there. Quentin Demps was there as well. All right. He's in town for with the Quentin Demps Foundation, so that was really cool to see him. Of course, Jason Williams. A lot of people were there tonight at the Haskins Center, so that was cool uh, just to see it a little bit more full than we've seen in, in past time. I go with Adrian at Enemy Win 3. You know, I sympathize with people because, yeah, it's a pandemic, and, yeah, ticket prices are really high at UTEP right now. And if you have ESPN Plus, um, there are people who would rather just watch it on the Plus versus going in person or listening it, uh, listening to us uh, here on 600 ESPN El Paso and uh, not not necessarily going to the game. So I completely understand that. I sympathize with that as well. Uh, I also get 
where hunters come in with uh, just wanting more people because, hey, there are a lot of people who are doing other things in the city of El Paso tonight. They're out going to restaurants, out going uh, to the Kevin Hart show like OT. You know, there, there are people in El yeah. Paso who do other forms of entertainment. Uh, you just hope that, you know, at some point fans will return to the Haskins Center in a big form. And, and you know what, too? Th- this is kind of a different uh, topic, but UTEP plays a small part in this, uh, at least in the positive point I'm trying to make. This is for all the people who say there's nothing to do in El Paso. There, there's so That's much right. going on tonight, and, and you know you have people uh, literally deciding between UTEP and um, and the Kevin Hart show. And we can even take it a step back uh, to, uh, I don't know if it was October or November. I think it was October when the Miners are going to play UTSA. Uh, you know, you had a locomotive game That's that right. had to get moved as well. They did that just so Definitely. people uh, who wanted to go to both games uh, would be able to because of the uh, the time change. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to do in El Paso. No, I'm with you on that, man. And, and there's a lot more to do in El Paso now. Now compared to way back when, when yeah. um, you know the Haskins Center was full nonstop. If you're a family with four kids, or you know you have a family of four, uh, you know you might decide to do something different uh, versus going to the Haskins Center and watching the minors. It's just a reality. So I see both. I see both perspectives, uh, and I, I think it's uh, you know interesting points on both ends. Uh, this coming in from Joe Chacon. Got a new Miner fan tonight. Adam says the Miners have what it takes to be a contender. Always recruiting new fans to the team and the show. Hashtag getting new listeners. <laughs> I love that, man. Nice. Joe Chacon, he's not only tweeting the show, he's not only a friend of ours, but he's also r- getting new listeners for us. So I appreciate Joe Chacon being the recruiter. Um, this is from Jonathan Byers. This team is not going to rebound. You should know that by now. This team doesn't have the size to do that. Maybe next season we'll get a big man who could dominate in the paint, but as of this season, that's not us. We just have to accept that. And you know what, too? Uh, that's a that's a fair point because that's a good one. Game yeah. in and game out, that has been a spot that uh, they've really been hit at that the other teams are attacking to take advantage and what do you do at this point if you tap and no matter what you're doing you're just unable to uh forget out rebounding the other team just have the other team's rebound not mean as much you know it's not so much as, yeah. as stopping the other how can you slow them down um and we really haven't seen a, a counter to it so what would the best bet be really to just uh, focus on what you're good at and uh you know let the ball bounce whatever way that it will yeah, I mean that's a it's a really good point, Sal. I'm I'm totally with you on that. Uh, going over to some more stats, um, just just uh, you know talking some of the UTEP stats from tonight. Sule Boom with 26 points. He led all scores in this one. What a great game and a great effort by Sule Boom. Titus Verhoeven with four points, seven rebounds. I'm with Hunter. I just thought the fact that he goes up against Trey Jameson, uh, who is a yeah. great center. I mean, he killed UTEP earlier this year, Sal, when they lost that game. Uh, I thought Titus was awesome tonight. Um, I don't know what they're getting out of Jamari Sibley. I'm, I'm just going to skip that one right there because I simply don't know. I, I think if you're going to go both ways, if you are banking on his upside or if you if you're want, if you want to hammer Jamari Sibley, I don't think either of those are accurate right now. I just simply think we don't know with Jamar, uh, Jamari Sibley. Sal, do you have a good assessment on him? 
I don't. And I, I don't. I, uh, he's been given uh, minutes throughout the stretch uh, this season, but hasn't really. Uh, and a starter. He, yeah, a starter as well. We've seen him, you know, out at the beginning, uh, you know, going for the uh, the tip off. I don't know why it's taking me so long to say that. But, you know, we've seen him go for the tip off and, uh, you know, get it a couple of times. But aside from that, where is his, his space, you know, on this team when it comes to the offense? And then on defense, we know that he's, he's still working on that to get there. But if he's on the floor, that means he's doing something something right and coach golden trusts him out there uh because he sees something in him so maybe it's just uh untapped potential that that really just has yet to be released maybe he's just young maybe you know the fact that he hasn't played in a lot of division one games that's yeah, another thing that's fair it's exactly fair yeah um Jarrell Satterfield three points today he had 16 minutes now you're starting to see a minute split between Jarrell Satterfield, Keontae Kennedy, and Christian Agnew. Just get used to it because those three are going to have to share minutes, and I don't know how they do it because tonight when you saw um, uh, when you saw Jarrell Satterfield, he had 16 mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, you look at Keontae Kennedy, he led the group with 22 minutes, and then Christian Agnew, he's the third man uh, you know, behind the two with just 12 minutes off the bench. So it's going to be tough to share this time here. Well, you know what, though? I don't think it'll be as tough because – because although you mentioned three, I think it really just boils down to two. Uh, the, the only You're reason, taking Agnew out. Uh, no, because uh, the reason I'm saying this is uh, Keontae Kennedy is going to you know, get majority of those minutes, and it's really just going to be between Agnew and um, uh, Agnew and uh, Satterfield. You know, those are the two who are going to battle it out for there. Because we know it's going to be Kennedy, um, the enemy, and then also uh, Sule Boom out there, you know, in the high 30s. Uh, you know, may, maybe if it goes overtime, we could see 40-plus for those guys. So it's really going to be a battle between Satterfield and Agnew. Yeah, I think that's a really good assessment there about the minutes uh, split because I think next game Keontae's in the starting lineup. I, I'd be surprised if he's not. And it, even if he's not, it doesn't really matter because he'll still get more the bulk of the minutes off the bench uh, if that's the case. Why aren't they starting Alfred Hollins? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I all, like Alfred uh, Hollins a lot. He had a great game tonight, Sal. Eight points, six rebounds. Uh, he had one assist, two, uh, 28 minutes of action, two steals defensively. He does it on both sides. He's making some veteran plays today. He, he is, but also, too, where is that spark off of the bench? You know, we've been searching for it all season, and when he comes off of the bench, he he provides that. You know, he gets in the game a lot quicker uh, when it comes to these games for the minors, so maybe they have him coming off the bench to be either that sixth man or that spark plug, because we talked about the sure, spark plug position, and uh, one of them, in my opinion, is uh, is Onyema. You know, he for some reason, he gets a monster dunk every single game. And every that, game. That, that hypes the, the team up, uh, but when we're talking, uh, you know, beyond that, how uh, Hollins is that guy, so I think it's just having a reliable veteran coming off of the bench, more so than than being a starter. Sure, I, I agree with that. He's like the best six man that you could find out of the second tier of Conference USA's best teams, so uh, I'm with you on that one, Sal. Zarek Onyema, man, he comes in, he has eight minutes off the bench, and I just think, like, there's not going to be a player on this current UTEP roster who's going to excite fans more than yeah. Zarek Onyema's dunk. The, when he dunked that ball, <laughs> that crowd went insane. Like, they went berserk. And the craziest part is on the other end, he gets this monster block. So yeah, this guy does right. it on both sides. Like, he, he gets the rebound. He gets the big dunk. Then he gets the block. Like, this guy, he does it on both ends, and he's a nice spark. If You know, once he uh, adjusts fully on defense, he's going to be a, a really – 
And and let's let's preface this, Sal. Let's dial this back a little bit because Zerikonyema was let I don't want to say an afterthought last year. He just was shelved. He just did we yeah, never saw any fair. of, of Zerikonyema. And anytime we'd see him, we would just uh you know, we would damper everybody's opinions on him because everybody was like, Oh, you know, give him more minutes. He has those nice dunks and we'd say, Yeah, we agree. But they're not going to do that last year. And this year, he's had the opportunities to get more minutes. And uh, I think he fights. He gives them so so much energy and so much spark. And uh, the fans just love him. He's the most he's mm-hmm. the most loved player on this team. I think. Yeah, I, I I think the fans love his dunks the most out of everybody. I don't think fans have gotten this excited for dunks. So different positions and different eras. Don't get me wrong, but uh, people go crazy for his dunks the same way uh, when they would for Deion Stroud or you know we take yeah it yeah back that's right that's that, a uh, great comparison. Uh, Randy Culpepper. I mean those guys dunks would electrify the entire crowd. And uh, you know Zurich and Yama is on his way to uh, being a fan favorite. Just when they see him jump, they they already know what time it is. So that's something. But in terms of uh, the minutes for Zurich and Yama, I think one of the reasons why he really didn't see the floor uh, much tonight is because uh, they're, they're guys who are going to play in the big spots, Titus Verhoeven, and then one who would come in, you know, off the bench. I don't want to say that exact position, but to play a big type of, uh, type of role, Alfred Hollins. You look at uh, at what they do on the stat sheet, Verhoeven only has two fouls, and uh, Alfred Hollins only has two fouls. So if those guys are not in foul trouble, it's going to be very, very tough to uh, to crack the rotation. I'll ask you, Sal, what, what stats stood out to you that we haven't really mentioned right now, but before I do that, I want to mention this. This was not the second most attended game this year. This was mm-hmm. actually the third. It was the highest attended, uh, attended game in conference play for the Miners. The opener the 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 season opener against western new mexico drew 6751 people the game against new mexico state at home was 6392 and then tonight 6100 so um third overall in uh, in attendance for this year uh is what we saw tonight and uh maybe we'll see more next week against rice maybe it comes senior day against north texas that's an afternoon tip off at one o'clock so curious to see how the attendance will go next week sal any stats that stood out to you here uh yeah the the one that sticks out to me the most is uh for a team in uab who uh who uses their bigs and is physical you'd have better than them in the paint today 28 points to UAB 16 so uh, that showed to me that they weren't afraid to be aggressive which I really really like Uh, but that's just the scoring aspect you know we flip it around to the other side uh, uh, you know on defense no they're defending well enough to um to force a missed shot, but they're not closing that and getting the uh, the rebound, giving UAB another chance to uh, to put that ball back. So I, I did like how they were, uh, you know, almost uh, doubling up UAB in the points in the paint. Uh, but at the end of the day, though, it was those uh, offensive rebounds by the Blazers that killed the Miners. No, I'm with you on that one, Sal. The offensive boards is something that UTEP, well, I can't say they can get better. It's We're at the final stretch of the season. It is what it is. They're just, they they're should just be not better, be, yeah. Yeah, they're just not going to be a among some of the best teams in Conference USA, which is what we saw tonight. UAB is one of the best teams. I think it's North Texas UAB 1A, 1B for me. Um, Jaime Moya tweets the show. Those 6,000 of us that were there were pretty loud. These yeah. miners look exciting. Hashtag birthday outing. Happy birthday, Jaime Moya. Actually- who- 
uh, actually, uh, really quickly, that's my cousin. Awesome. And, uh, Good birthday, stuff. Birthday outing for my cousin Savion. That's uh, his oldest son. I think he just turned 13 today. That is no ridiculous. Way. I can't believe it. Also, shout out to my cousin Annika. In case you guys didn't know, I have a really, really big family. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Savion, uh, my little cousin, his birthday today, going out with his buddies. And, uh, my that's li- so cool. Uh, my little cousin Seth, who's his younger brother. And, uh, you know, big, big sports guy. So want to give a big shout out to the Moya family, uh, my cousin Sam, uh, my cousin Heidi. And uh, everybody out there. So uh, that's awesome, yeah. Sal. Happy birthday, and a happy birthday, Annika. Most definitely, man. Happy birthday, Annika. Paul Reynoso tweets us if people can afford tickets to a Bad Buddy concert, then there are p- plenty of people who can go to a UTEP game. Uh, the people who went to the Bad Bunny concert are not going to the UTEP game. <laughs> That's a it's a different demographic hey, there, Paul. To be fair, they did go to the Haskins Center, right? <laughs> Maybe for the first time in that case. I'm with you on that, Sal. Uh, Sal, let's get to our awards today. Um, do you have anything else that we need to bring up? Are we missing anything? Uh, I think no, we're good. Uh, I think we pretty much covered it I all. Think we're let's, good. Let's hand them out. Yeah. Okay, I, let's go hot hand award. I'm swinging these to you, man. So so pressure's on for you because you've been on the hot streak lately. <laughs> Speaking of hot hand, it's you, Sal, who's on, who's uh, using the hot hand each and every minor talk. Uh, Sal Montes, hot hand of the game. I'm going to give you some, uh, some possible okay. candidates here. Go ahead. Okay, number one. Alfred Hollins, off the bench, 8 points, 6 rebounds, 28 minutes of action. Number two, you could go uh, Sule Boom if you want to give him two awards maybe tonight. 26 points, 8 of 12 from the floor, but I loved his 4 of 5 from beyond the arc. Uh, You could give it to Sule Boom. Could you give it to Titus Verhoeven, 4 points and 7 rebounds? Or could you give it to Keontae Kennedy with 10 points today? Uh, He had... Three total rebounds. He also had a steal in 22 minutes off the bench after missing 15 games of action. Sal, where are we going here? You know what? I, I really, really wanted to pick Alfred Hollins. You know, eight points, four for seven. Uh, but going 0 for three from beyond the arc, it's just uh, that that one just really stings. However, six rebounds. He was incredible. Uh, but the reason why I'm not giving it to uh, Alfred Hollins is because I got to go with the last guy you mentioned. Keontae Kennedy comes back in the game. Yes, he's under a 500 overall at three for seven but he hits a uh, 75 percent from the charity stripe Jane's one of uh drains one of three uh from beyond the arc but also uh for his first game back against a very very good defensive team in uab one of the best and the reason i say one of is because middle tennessee exists and also a north texas exists sure <laughs> but uh you know this team loves to turn teams over and Keontae kennedy his first game back does not even uh turn the ball over you know, I love so that. I got to give it to him there and also cracks double digits. So Keontae Kennedy, hot hand of the game. I love that. Win Supply El Paso brings the hot hand of the game award after every minor talk game. Keep your house warm, comfortable, cool this wi- this uh, this spring with a new champion furnace from a new from Win Supply El Paso. Win Supply El Paso, the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products to locate your nearest champion dealer. Visit the Find a Dealer tab at winsupplyelpaso.com. Keontae Kennedy, by the way, his pops was in the building. He was flexing on them. He was he was excited, pumping up the crowd. He had the real swagger, a real swagger and a real uh, freshness to his game today. So real happy that UTEP got him back. Player of the game time, Sal. Where are we going here? Keith Southwest brings us the player of the game. Uh, none other than Mr. Uh, Buckets for Sale himself, Sule Boom. He's just been... 
the best player on this team throughout this stretch. You know, and, and it's far beyond just the scoring, but defensively, he's closing in on guys and uh, forcing missed shots. He's he's being a lot more vocal on defense, or maybe I'm just seeing it for the first time. Uh, but either way, though, Sule Boom, a guy who slowly but surely is climbing his way up, uh, way up the ranks. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's from uh, Oakland. Is this correct? That's definitely correct. And he passed a guy in Luster Goodwin uh, who was drafted by the Golden State Warriors. So Ooh, a little bit of a fun, I like uh, it. you know, fun fact there. I don't know if they were Golden State at the time or if they were Philadelphia Warriors. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, point is, Sule Boom is climbing his way up the ranks, uh, but a guy who you need to step up when it matters the most uh, did that for a majority of the game. Wish he would have gotten a shot off, you know, in the final uh, final minute or so, but still, 8 for 12 and 4 for 5 from, uh, from three-point range. This guy is incredible and, uh, you know, one of the league leaders uh, when it comes comes to scoring. If I'm not mistaken, he might be the league leader in scoring. So, he is, yeah. Um, you know, he, he he is that guy for a reason. Sule Boom is player of the game. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Sule Boom, the player of the game here, brought to you by Keats Southwest. From prototype to manufacturing, 50 million pieces. Keats Southwest is a trusted partner worldwide for aerospace, automotive, appliance, electronics, military, medical, and many more companies throughout the world. Learn more about Keats Southwest online today at KeatsSW.com. Turning the page Looking over to Rice, this is a big one for the Miners, not just because they need a win at home, but the Miners need a win for seeding purposes. Sal, I think they split the next two games. I just think uh, looking at North Texas, that's the best team in this league. It's going to be a tough one to try to pull that one off, but Rice should be a one that the Miners go into. It's going to be a tough one. You're going to have to grind that one out, but I, I expect the Miners to win that. You know what? I do as well. It's not going to be easy at all, uh, but this is the challenge that they're going to be excited to embrace two tough teams to close it out and uh, two teams who really have had the better of the minors uh, in recent years so it'll be a tough test for sure I'm excited to see what uh, what coach Golding will do with this team in a, in a bounce back effort sandwiched in between uh, you know probably the toughest opponent that you could have all season to close things out in the regular season in North Texas if you missed any of minor talk catch minor talk on demand wherever you get your podcast check us out on Google on iTunes on Spotify wherever you get your podcast and like subscribe down Download the podcast. Even if you listen to it today, it really helps us out. We would really appreciate that. And uh, give us a review. That would be even better. We need to start giving some gifts away for people who give us reviews. But that would be awesome if you could do that as well. Uh, if you missed anything, uh, we will we will uh, be right back on uh, Thursday. But if you missed anything, check out the podcast, of course. We'll be back on the show on Thursday after the UTEP and Rice game. For Sal Montes, for Jason Williams, I'm Adrian Broadus. It's been a great one. UAB defeated UTEP 69-66. to Appreciate all the phone calls, all the tweets, and everything here on the show. And we'll be back later this week here on Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar ID at the Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Have a great night, everybody. been listening to minor talk presented by the oscar adieta agency get started on a home auto or life insurance policy at oscaradietaagency.com if you missed any of minor talk listen to the show on demand by downloading minor talk wherever you listen to podcasts from hometown to national sports spoken here 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square Media Station.